Welcome to Explore to Evolve, the travel show to inspire you to make your life the best adventure. I'm your host, Vivian Dams, world traveler, digital nomad, best-selling author, and your coach and mentor to love life fully. I'm so excited for you to be here today. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And if you like this episode, please leave a five-star review so that more amazing people just like you can find it. So excited for you to be here today. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And this is the beginning of the series of 70 lessons from 70 countries. And this episode is about my journey to the seven world wonders, which if we are exact, it is not a country. <laughs> so this is the intro special episode because there are some trips that involved more than one country that had a separate lesson than a special country so I thought we include that as well and spice it up and just make it fun because 70 lessons is a lot 70 countries is a little bit a lot with 70 lessons we are gonna see each other over the next six months <laughs> so I thought we might as well spice it up and include some trips and just have some fun and if I'm talking about anything where you've been to as well, anything that... So what we're going to be doing is uh, just sharing some stories and sharing some lessons because as I said in the video yesterday, most of us we travel and we never really extract the lesson. We never really look at what did we learn from this? How did this impact our life? And I've noticed this obviously while traveling and also while I was doing my podcast interview series with 30 episodes in 30 days. So many people told me, I never thought about this. These are good questions. I never thought about how it impacted me or how it, this you know journey, this travel has changed my life. I really wanted to bring this to you. So I will go back into extracting all my lessons as well. And then all the countries that you've been to or the journeys that you've been on, you can look at it yourself and really extract the lessons and the learnings and, and really remember how it has been, how has it impacted you, the beautiful things, what you've learned from the not so beautiful things, because let's be honest, travel is not always just fun and roses, but so I want to share my journey from the seven world wonders. Did you have a favorite country? I do. My favorite country is Jordan, which I'm going to be talking about today, and Vietnam. Visiting the Seven World Wonders kind of happened naturally. And then I noticed, oh, I've been to four world wonders. I might as well complete the list. So I started checking them off. What are the Seven World Wonders? There's the Chinese Wall. There is the Taj Mahal in India. There's the Colosseum in Rome. There is Machu Picchu in Peru. There's Chichen Itza in Mexico. There is the Christ statue in Brazil, in Rio de Janeiro. And then there's Petra, which is in Jordan. And Petra was the one that I was missing. That was the one that I had not been to. And a few years back, we were in Egypt and there was this tour where they would take us on a boat and drive into Jordan and then take a little like two hour bus whatsoever and take us on a tour to Petra. And on the morning of the tour, it was canceled. Out of nowhere. No explanation, no nothing. Just, sorry, it got canceled, you cannot go. Here's your money back, enjoy your day. Okay, no problem. 
I never really had any interest in going to Jordan because the idea that I had of Jordan was it's a desert country, all is, you know, deserty, dirty. I'm a mountain person, I love water, I love forests, I love beautiful landscapes, but Jordan, I had no idea about Jordan to be honest. My parents went to Jordan while I was living in Chile. They visited Petra, they went through, you know, a little tour around Jordan and they loved it. They loved the freaking thing. So I was intrigued. I looked at pictures and I'm like, Petra, this city's carved in stone. What is it? What is it about this place? How is this special? I do not understand. And then I finished school and I went on a one year journey around the globe. And I thought, you know what? It's only this one place missing. I kind of want to check it off before I turn 18. I want to have visited all seven world wonders before I turn 18. And so it was that I went around the globe. I went around the globe. I was in Southeast Asia and then summer comes and my parents are like, well, your grandpa is going to turn 80. So can you come home for his birthday celebration? And I said, but I wanted to go to Petra to visit Jordan and to check it off my list before I turn 18. And my parents were like, but your grandpa is only gonna turn 80 once. The city carved in stone has been there the last, I don't know, I think before Christ was born, <laughs> literally. It's a freaking old city, you're not gonna miss out. Can you please come back home? And I said, okay, I'm coming back home. <laughs> so I'm gonna miss out on my goal that I had set myself to visit all seven world, seven world wonders before the age of 18. So I let go of it. I had to come back home. It was in August. My birthday was in September. And then I kind of was out of the traveling thing and I started going to university and everything was new and everything was different and I was so busy. And a year later I thought, you know what? I wanted to go to Petra. I really wanted to visit that place. Why am I not going now? Even though I didn't make it at the age of 18, what if I do it before I turn 20? I mean, it's not the same, but also in five, 10 or 20 years, what's the difference gonna be? What does it matter if I visit that place before the age of 18 or before the age of 20? Like honestly, who the hell cares? The next problem was I'm a female solo traveler I should bring a friend. Now finding a friend that wants to go to Jordan was a different problem because everyone was up to going to Thailand and to Mexico and to Bali and to Australia, but Jordan? Who the hell wants to go to Jordan? <laughs> so for weeks and weeks and weeks, I talked to my friend and I showed her pictures and I explained her about the culture and about the country <laughs> I literally told my friend a million times, why don't we go to Jordan? Why don't we go to Jordan? You're gonna love it. It's gonna be amazing. Until she said, okay, you plan everything. Just give me the link. I book my flight, I book my thing. I'm ready to go. And I said, oh my God, we are going to Jordan. 
a week before we are going on our flight, I planned the whole thing, I, I planned where we're gonna go, what we're gonna do, I planned everything. I thought I had the best plan in the world. I was ready to go, slay the game. She told her parents that we're going to Jordan. Now her parents had her when they were already like, I don't wanna say old, but pretty old for like having a kid. And they were not very in the vibe of her daughter who just turned 19 going to Jordan by herself with her friend who they thought is a bit crazy because she's traveling all over the world by herself thinking this is a fun thing to do. They were not happy at all and they were not excited that she was going to go to Jordan and they tried telling her you're going crazy, you're going to get killed over there, it's not safe, they're going to kidnap you, they're going to kill you, they're going to take all your organs, you're going to have the worst time of your life, please do not go. But these are the things that her parents literally came up with, right? Like the funniest thing, like you're not going to come back, you're going to have the worst time, people are going to kidnap you, people are going to kill you, they're going to take all your money. Don't do that. Now I told my friend, I know we're going to be safe. We're gonna have an incredible time and you know what I know the whole world talks about terrorism and you know all these really bad things happening in the Middle East but I bet you it's a tiny percentage it's like Nazis in Germany you know I'm German doesn't mean I'm a bad person so I'm sure not all people in the Middle East are terrorists so let's go find out I was really excited. <laughs> so I took my friend, her parents still freaking out, hating on me pretty much. <laughs> we went to Jordan and we had the most beautiful time. Now, after a few days, we came to Petra. The city is called Wadi Musa and then the city like Petra, it's the world wonder. So we went to Petra and they have this thing which is called Petra at night or Petra by night. And what happens is Petra is pretty much like a slot canyon. You walk down the canyon and then you come to this massive place where a treasure house is carved in stone. And then Petra is like a whole other city with like other, you know, carved in stone places and everything that you could visit. And I recommend you to visit at least for two or three days because it's ginormous. So Petra by night is this little thing. You walk down the canyon, which is like a one kilometer long canyon that is lit up by candles only and then you arrive to the treasure house which is lit up with candle lights it's pitch black otherwise and you can see the stars and it is gorgeous it is the most beautiful thing ever and having that been my first impression of Petra it was mind-blowing we walked down this little path only lit up by candle nights. They play this little Arabic traditional music and you walk down there, you don't really see anything. You don't really know where you are. You're in a canyon, like a slot canyon, lit up by candles. And then you arrive to this place and there's this massive treasure house. And I was just like, what is this place? How did I ever underestimate this place and thought, that's not beautiful. Why would I go there? 
what is this place? It was mind-blowingly beautiful. I literally sat there and I'm like, this is my experience of the seventh world wonder. What the freaking hell? So the people that used to live there, the Nabataeans, they used to live in like caves and little carved, like holes carved in the stone. And we were sitting there while some like traditional music was playing and there was some like little singer and like traditional music and I'm like, holy fucking shit. What is this? What is this? This is so beautiful. And I couldn't get enough. So it was time to go back home, not get back home, back to the hotel. And the next two days, we came back to explore the whole. And they're like hiking trails and little like exploring things where you have to go and it's just beautiful. And what I've realized from that journey, completing the seven world wonders, is that we set these timelines on ourselves where we want to be, I don't know, a millionaire before we turn 30 or 40, or we want to visit the seven world wonders before we're 18, or we have all these like goals and these timelines that we impose ourselves. And we think if we don't make it, we suck, we're not good enough, we didn't try hard enough, all the things that we literally force on ourselves. Two, sometimes it's to prove a point, sometimes it's to challenge ourselves, sometimes it's just because, doesn't matter why. But the thing is, if we don't make it, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. And it really doesn't mean anything. Right now, telling you the story of me having visited seven world wonders by the age of 20 makes no difference to saying oh, I've visited them by the age of 18. It has zero impact on our life by when we do it. If the story is supposed to happen in a way, it will. And it's fine. And there's no reason for beating ourselves up for something that has not happened how we imagined it to be. So why are we so mean to ourselves in thinking we suck, we're not good enough, we like all these negative things when actually it doesn't even matter. When we can take all our energy to focus on the next thing, on the next beautiful experience, on the next memories we want to make, on what else we want to improve or achieve in our life. Trust the timing of your life, exactly. It doesn't always work out how we want it to be. But you know what? In the end, it always works out perfectly, no matter how it is. And another thing that I learned on this trip is really that we have all these ideas about other people, other countries, other religions, other cultures that we've picked up from the media, from stories, from other people. But when we go there and we open our heart without in our head believing that what we've heard is the truth carved in stone, we oftentimes experience something different. And in Jordan, my friend and I experienced 
that Jordanians are actually some of the kindest, most hospitable, loving, giving, generous people. The amount of people that opened their houses to us, that invited us to eat, that invited us to stay with them, that were actually kind and giving and sharing their stories with us was mind-blowing. And another thing that I wanted to share is the Middle East is always kind of seen as one thing, especially from like the US. I've heard people saying that they thinking that Africa is one country, that the Middle East is one thing. But that happens when we're not educated, when we don't really care, when we never really learn anything about it. That is what happens and that's okay. The problem is with the Middle East that there's war in Syria. They've been hit pretty hard for the last few years. And because people say the Middle East is unsafe, Syria is unsafe, they directly think, well, Jordan is in the Middle East, it's unsafe as well. Where it is one of the safest Middle Eastern countries that there is. One place is unsafe or seemingly unsafe in certain areas doesn't mean that the whole region is unsafe. And what happened with Jordan is that so many people heard, oh, Syria is unsafe, there's war in Syria, it's unsafe to go there. Jordan was hit so, so hard when the Syrian war started and the tourism declined in 70%, even though the crime rates in Jordan didn't go up. They stayed tiny like they were before. Yeah, because Syria was having some problems, tourism in Jordan went down 70%. Now explain me that. It's pretty crazy. Now, we do that as humans. We think, oh, well, if that's safe, I should, uh, if that's unsafe, I should stay far away from it. Whereas, just because we don't know, it's like, New York is having a problem, oh, I can't go to LA. You're like, uh, you know that there's a very big difference between New York and LA, right? Like, it's the same country, but still. Now, what I want to share with you is really that when we open our hearts and we, when we're open to receiving something else, a viewpoint that we're not yet having, when we're open to understanding a country and a culture that we have not really understood or known before. Oftentimes we experience something completely different from what we're expecting. And this is why I love traveling. So this is day number one of the 70 lessons from 70 countries. If you have any questions, please let me know. If you have anything that you want me to talk about during the next upcoming, let me know as well. And I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. And I'm gonna see you soon.